lady, very wealthy, aristocratic lady, uh, came to John Ruskin. John Ruskin was a world-renowned watercolorist. And, uh, and she showed him a very costly handkerchief that had a, an ink blot on it. And she said, it is ruined. She said, it's stained, it's ruined, it's worth nothing, and I'm going to throw it away. And so when she dropped it, he picked it up and he never said anything. He was gone just a little while. And he came back and he handed her a beautiful handkerchief. And she didn't even recognize that it was her handkerchief. Because that ink blot, that ink stain that it, she thought had ruined that handkerchief, he took it and made it the centerpiece of one of the most beautiful works of art that you've ever seen. And uh, I'm here tonight to encourage somebody that your life is not ruined, your life is not over if you will give it to the right master. And there's only one master, and his name is Jesus Christ. And he can take a life that is wrecked and ruined and turn it into a masterpiece for his glory. But you must give it to him. When you bring it, you understand. This lady, she didn't understand what she was doing, but she brought it to John Ruskin, who was the master watercolorist the world-renowned watercolorist, and he took that ink spot and that blob and turned it into a work of art. Amen. Stephen, I'm glad you're here tonight, and I pray that the Lord will deal with you and others here tonight. The Bible said in Joel chapter 1, <clears throat> Joel chapter 1, the Bible said, the word of the Lord came to Joel, the son of Pethuel. Hear this, ye old men, and give ear all ye inhabitants of the land. Hath this been in your days, or even in the days of your fathers? Tell ye your children of it, and let your children tell their children, and their children another generation. Then he makes these statements. That which the palmer worm hath left hath the locust eaten and that which the locust hath left hath the canker worm eaten that which the canker worm hath left hath the caterpillar eaten so he talks about the palmer worm the locust the canker worm and the caterpillar four things are that have eaten and destroyed. And the Bible said in the second chapter, verse 14, Who knoweth if he will return and repent and leave a blessing behind him? Drop down to verse 25. And I will restore to you the years that the locust hath eaten, the canker worm, the caterpillar, and the palmer worm. My great army which I sent among you. 
And the Bible said in verse 32, It shall come to pass that whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be delivered. Lift your hands and pray for me tonight. Our Father, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, anoint me, Lord, to be able to speak words of wisdom, words of truth and righteousness, that men and women be delivered and set free this night. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, hallelujah. Those who will not be aroused from their sin by the word of God will finally be aroused by the rod of his chastening. I said those who will not be aroused out of their sin by the word of God will finally be aroused by the rod of his chastening. God has all the assets and resources of the entire universe at his disposal and he can use them anytime, any way he desires. God has the meanest of creatures at his command and if he so desires, he can humble and mortify a rebellious people by the most contemptible creatures. Even locusts become as lions when they are armed with a divine commission. And I want to read this to you. These four creatures, the palmer worm, the locust, the canker worm, the caterpillar. Jarkai says there are four kinds or species of locusts. They have their names for peculiar properties belonging to them. They invade and shear off and crop off all the fruits and leaves from trees. There is a vast increase of them as their multitudes cover the entire land. Their little munching, gnawing jaws bite, consume, and destroy everything in their path. They bring forth their battalions in such large numbers they can't be counted. They appear from out of nowhere in such swarming noise and numbers so as to drive men to insanity and despair. They literally lick up the fruits of the earth until the land becomes a barren wasteland. They all appear in immediate succession so that the palmer worm ate everything most agreeable to him. And then what they left, the locusts came and devoured. And what they left, the canker worm fed on that which was most grateful to them. And at last the caterpillar finally consumed all the remnants that the others had left. And now it leaves a totally barren landscape. But I want you to understand, those four species of locusts are not four different insects, but are four stages of development. The gnawing locust, the swarming locust, the licking locust, the consuming locust. Each stage of the locust is more destructive coming to a climax of the most destructive. I want to tell you something. Sin has destructive stages and it gets more destructive and more destructive and more destructive until it reaches its final climax of death and hell. Are you listening to me? These four stages of the locust development are typical of sin's horrific progression. I'll never forget 
Just a, a few months ago, I went to preach at a place. And I took my text on the progression of leprosy in a home. And I, I preached under such fear and anointing. And the Holy Ghost spoke and moved. And there was a couple that were getting ready to divorce came to the altars and prayed that day. And I was very thankful for that. But you understand there was another couple that was there unbeknownst to anyone in the congregation. This, the father was a preacher. They've been here multiple times to our camp meetings and different things that we've had through the years. She's a wonderful singer. He had some health problems and he got hooked on prescription painkillers. Are you listening to me? And the next thing you know, he has a pistol to his wife's head threatening to kill her as he is out of control. I want to tell you something. The devil is a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. And he has a bag full of tricks. And he, it doesn't matter who or how he gets into your home. He will seek for an opportunity to get into your home and destroy your life. And it is a progression. It is a progression. It is a progression from the palm worm to the locust. And boy, and you think, oh man, things are bad. But wait till you get through with the locust and then the canker worm comes. And when the canker worm is finished, the caterpillar is, comes along and there is nothing left. My heart was broken when the elder called me about this situation. I want you to understand the first kind of locust has just emerged from the egg in spring. He has no wings. He has no ability to fly. But he can crawl and he gnaws on everything close by. Then the second and end of spring are still in their first skin without legs or wings. The third or the third casting off the old skin. They emerge from their metamorphosis with small wings which enable them to leap better now but not to fly. But oh, those there, when they are not able to go until their wings are matured. I want you to know there is a maturing process to sin. There is a maturing process to sin. And if you don't kill the locust, if you don't kill it in the larva stage, if you don't kill that out of your life, it will progress to the canker worm. And if you and it, it is doing more damage, then it becomes the caterpillar. And it's good, it can hop around and do more. But man, when it becomes the palmer worm, it's got the wings and it flies and it is able to destroy everything. Oh, my Lord, my Lord, have mercy. I'm, I'm, I'm not through. I'm just laying the foundation of what I need to get to you. Amen. Nahum chapter 3, verse 16. The canker worm spoileth and flieth away. You know what it is? Amen. That thing that you think is so important to you, it spoileth and flieth away. There's no permanence and no stability to it. 
It destroys and flies away. There's no permanence and no stability. I read on the news out today that man from Pennsylvania, he was married and he was having a, an affair with that woman and he convinced her, let's go to, uh, uh, out to Nevada to Las Vegas and we're going to look to buy us a home. And so she loaded up and goes with him. And he gets her out there in the desert. Let's go out for a photo op. Let's go out and take some pictures in the desert. And he gets her out there in the desert. And anybody else read that? Anybody else see that? And he gets her out there in the desert. And he ties her up to a, to a signpost. Then he puts the tape around her and smothers her to death. And then when he gets through, he strips her of her clothes and leaves her body lying in the desert for the jackals or anything to eat her body. Lord have mercy. Oh, God. Yeah, he's going to. My boyfriend is going to take me on a great trip. He's going to take me. Yes, he's going, we're going to have so much fun. But, but when you understand when the pommel worm and then the locust and then the canker worm and the caterpillar, when they get finished, there's nothing left. Amen. Lord, have mercy. And so we understand. They crowned. Thy crowned are as the locusts, and thy captains are as the great grasshoppers, which camp in the hedges in the cold day. But when the sun ariseth, they flee away, and their place is not known. Oh, you're crowned, and your captains that rule over you, they hit and run, and they leave you holding an empty bag. Hello? Joel enumerates these things that are happening. And you think it's bad. Well, I want to tell you something. It's only going to get worse. It's going to get much worse. And there will be nothing but destruction ahead. Oh, God. May the 21st, 1946, Louis Slotton and seven other men were performing a dangerous experiment at Los Alamos, New Mexico lab. And there they were working with pieces of plutonium in an experiment. And plutonium becomes deadly radioactive when enough of it comes together. Are you listening to me? Plutonium becomes deadly radioactive when enough of it comes together. I want to tell you, when sin begins to converge in your life, and you add sin to sin, and you add sin to sin, and sin to sin, and it comes to a, it becomes a critical mass. And there, when it becomes that critical mass, it begins to eat and destroy. And so what they, they accidentally nudged the pieces together and, and all of a sudden there was a great upsurge of radioactivity there and those eight scientists were working there in Los Alamos, New Mexico. And all of a sudden, Louis Slotten moved immediately with his bare hands, he pulled apart the radioactive pieces. But in so doing, he exposed himself to an overwhelming dosage of radiation. Oh, several days later, he died, but the other men recovered. Oh, God, I want you to know something. Sin 
Sin is like a radioactive plutonium that is gathering its immensity and gathering its radioactivity and it's going to eat you alive. Do you hear me? I said it will absolutely eat you alive. Amen. Dear God, dear God, have mercy. Amen. But I've, I've got, I'm, 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 talking to you tonight about restored now I've went through what the palmer worm and the locust and the canker worm and the caterpillar and sin will do but I want you to know he said who knoweth in the second chapter if he will return and repent and leave a blessing behind him I will restore to you the years that the locusts have eaten, the canker worm and the caterpillar and the palmer worm. God is offering to you tonight the opportunity for restoration of your life, your family, and your future. God is not a God who desires any man to be lost. You'll be lost if you continue to amass the radioactivity of sin in your home and life. But if you'll disperse that, amen, you can be delivered. And he said, I will restore to you the years. I will restore to you the years that the locust hath eaten, the palmer worm, the canker worm, the caterpillar. I will restore to you my great army which I sent among you. Amen. Lord, have mercy. Leviticus tells us this. In 25 and 23, the land shall not be sold forever, for the land is mine. For ye are strangers and sojourners with me, and all the land of your possession, and ye shall grant a redemption for the land. And then he said, if thy brother be waxen poor, and have sold away some of his possession, and if any of his kin come to redeem it, then he shall redeem that. And his brother sold, and if any man have none to redeem it, he himself be able to redeem it. I want you to understand Leviticus, he is talking about redemption, 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 redemption. And I want you to know tonight that Jesus Christ stands and he offers redemption for the lost and dying tonight. Then let him count the years of the sale thereof. And restore the overplus unto the man to whom he sold it, that he may return unto his possession. But if he be not able to restore it to him, then that which is sold shall remain in the hand of him that had bought it until the year of the Jubilee, that fiftieth year. And in the Jubilee it shall go out, and he shall return unto his possession. Glory to God. I want you to understand, hallelujah, there is redemption, and there is return of the possession that belongs, rightfully belongs to you. Oh, I love this. I, I read this illustration a few weeks ago. There's a man named Johann George Kant. He was a German harness maker, and he was an old man. And he was taking a dangerous journey through the forests of Poland to his native area of Cilicia. And on the way, he encountered a group of robbers. And so he's on horseback, and those men stop him. And they make him get off the horse. And, and they demand all the valuables. And he gives them 
everything that he can think of. And they've, of course, taken his horse. They've taken all of he has. And one, they, one of the leaders screamed at him, Have you given all? That's the way the devil does you. Have I gotten everything good out of you? Have you given me all? And he said, yes, I have given you all. And they released him and let him continue walking barefoot on his journey. And as he was going down the road, he just got out of sight and he felt something hard. And he happened to remember that he had sewn gold in the hem of his robe in case for an emergency he needed it. And that man turned and took off running back to those men. And so here his old man keeps comes running back into their encampment. They're gloating and laughing because we've taken everything from this old man and he's going to try to walk on to Poland. And he said, Gentlemen, I beg your forgiveness. I need to tell you something. I told you something wrong. I have gold in the hem of my garment. And here's my gold. I want everything right and telling you the truth. I want no lie be told you. And he held out his gold to those men. There was not a robber that stepped forward to take his gold. None of them would take his gold. Finally, one of the men got up and led his horse back over and he said, Sir, here's your horse back. And helped him get on his horse. Sir, here's this and here's this. Here's this. Amen. And before that man left, everything that was rightfully his was restored unto him. And I want you to know tonight, the devil is a thief, a liar, and a robber. He come to kill, steal, and destroy. And if you will give your heart to Jesus Christ, he will restore to you everything that the devil has stolen from you. Amen. But you got to go back. you got to go back and you got to tell the truth. He told the absolute truth and he gave it all. And when you give it all and tell the absolute truth, he will restore it to you. But you got to go back and you got to tell the truth. Amen. He got to fix it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Luke 19 tells us that Jesus entered and passed through Jericho. I feel the cool breeze of heaven blowing down on me right now. And it's not our conditioning either. Hallelujah. And there was a man named Zacchaeus. He was the chief among the publicans and he was rich. And he wanted to see Jesus. And he couldn't. He was a little stature. And he ran and climbed the sycamore tree. Our sycamore trees are not like the sycamore tree over there is a fruit tree. Very fruitful tree. And he climbed up on that sycamore tree. Jesus was to pass by that way. And when he came to the place, Jesus looked up and saw him and said unto him, Zacchaeus, make haste and come down, for today I must abide at thy house. I want you to know, Jesus Christ offers to you, I'll go home with you. 
I'll go home with you. I'll abide at your house. I'll come in your heart. I'll live in your heart and your soul. I will make my abode with you. And you can have the best life. But I want you to notice, Zacchaeus came down and he said, Lord, now half of my goods I give to the poor. That's 50% taken off the top. And if I've taken anything from any man with false accusation, you've sure done it. You are a publican and a tax collector, and you are a thief and a liar and a robber. I restore him fourfold. I want to tell you something. When he left Jesus that day, when he met Jesus, he was a rich man. He was a rich thief. Amen. But when he got through restoring the money, he was a broke man, but he was a saved man. Hallelujah. I said he was a broke man, but he was a saved man. I want to ask you something. What is worth you going to hell over? What is, you, what is worth you going to hell over? Zacchaeus left that day a broke man. He restored it all because he, he's given half of the goods to the poor. And then if I've taken anything by false accusation, that's what those publicans did. They overcharged him for the taxes. Everything, everything that he'd gained was by false accusation. And so I'm returning it fourfold. And so he was broke by the time the sun set on him that evening. But oh, I'm telling you what, he was the, a poor rich man. I said he was a poor rich man. Hallelujah. I'm a poor, poor rich man. I'm a millionaire. Hallelujah. I've got a whole lot more than this world can afford and give to me. The Bible said in Leviticus 6 and 4, I need to come to a close quickly. Leviticus 6 and 4, because he has sinned and is guilty, he shall restore that which he took violently away, and the things which he had deceitfully gotten, that which was delivered to him to keep, and the lost thing which, was, which he found, and all that he has sworn falsely, he shall restore. And Brother Larry, here's you a banking thing here in Leviticus 4. And he shall restore the principal and shall add the fifth part more to it. That's uh, restore the principal and add 20% penalty on top of it. Ooh, I mean, tell you what, God does it right. I'm telling you, God does it right. You restore the... Did you know that the Bible speaks of principle? That's the amount owed. That's the principle. And he said, restore the principle and then add the fifth part more. Add 20% more on top of it. Amen. Amen. And if a man steal an ox or a sheep and kill it and sell it, he shall restore five oxen for an ox and four sheep for a sheep. I want you to know something tonight. God wants full restoration. And if the thief be found in his hand alive, if the ox or the sheep, he shall restore double. Amen. 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 It's like 
back masking in country music. Amen. You get your dog back, you get your truck back, and you get your wife back. Amen. You hearing me? And I, I, I heard on the news the other day it said, if you've been a smoker, and if you'll quit smoking, if you'll start eating apples, at least two apples a day, and eating tomatoes, natural tomatoes every day, it will restore and heal your lungs from the smoking damage. Hallelujah. I'm going to tell you, I, I'm telling you, God said, I will restore, restore to you the years that the locust had eaten, the canker worm and the caterpillar and the palmer worm. God is offering restoration and salvation to you tonight if you will. Amen. Matthew 12, Jesus went into the synagogue. I, I need to hurry, but and there was a man which had a hand withered. And they asked him, is it lawful to heal on the Sabbath day? That they might accuse him. And Jesus answered, what man shall there be among you that shall have one sheep? And after it fall into a pit on the Sabbath day, will he not lay hold on it and lift it out? How much more, how much is a man better than a sheep? It is lawful. To do well on the Sabbath days. Then saith he to the man. Stretch forth thine hand. And he stretched it forth. And what did Jesus do? It was restored whole. Like as the other. His hand was restored. And Mark said his hand was restored whole as the other. His hand was restored whole as the other. And Luke I want you to know. Amen. Hallelujah. And the man that was blind, amen, Jesus spit on his eyes and put his hands on him and asked him if he saw up. And he put his hands upon his eyes and made him to look up and he was restored. Hallelujah. Glory to God. The Bible said in Isaiah 57, 15, come to the music please. Thus saith the high and lofty one that inhabiteth eternity, whose name is holy. I dwell in the high and holy place with him also that is of a contrite and humble spirit to revive the spirit of the humble and to revive the heart of the contrite ones. I have seen his ways and will heal him. you understand if you will come to this altar tonight he said if you will come with a contrite spirit and an humble spirit he will revive the spirit of the humble he will revive the heart of the contrite ones the Bible said I have seen his ways and will heal him I will lead him also and restore comforts unto him hallelujah oh we love Psalm 23, don't we? The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. What's he say in verse 3? He restoreth. He restoreth. He restoreth. What's he do? He restoreth my soul. He restoreth my soul. The Bible said in Psalm 51, 12, Restore unto me the joy of thy salvation. And uphold me with thy free spirit. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. At the British Museum, they have what is called the Portland vase. The Portland vase. It is from the first century of the Roman Empire. Amen. 
It is a perfect and incomparable, beautiful vase. It is a cameo. Oh, man, you know how beautiful a cameo is. And so there was a deranged man went into the British Museum, and he had a stick, and he smashed that vase into pieces. There it lay, broken. All the beauty is gone. Nothing but pity and tears left. No hope for that. But you know what? There was a man who had infinite patience and infinite talent. And he picked up every one of those pieces. And with patience and love, and he gathered those pieces. And he began to piece those pieces back together. And with such genius and success, only with very, very microscopic examination can you tell that that base has ever been broken. I want to tell you tonight, Jesus Christ will restore you. He'll give you peace. You don't have to go to hell. It's not His will for you to be lost. He'll give you peace. He'll bring you restoration. He'll bring you healing. But you must run to Him. Will you stand with me? Come on. Come on. Restore unto me the joy of thy salvation. Come on. I ask you to come. Everyone, the church, come on. Come on to these altars now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, God. Have mercy, Lord God. Lord, I have done my best to preach the truth of the gospel. Oh, Jesus. 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 Oh, I have everything I need to make me happy. I have Jesus to show me. Choose the ways of life. Choose the ways of life. Choose Jesus Christ. While you have time and opportunity. And now I have everything I need to make me happy. I have Jesus to show me the way. He has saved me and he gave me life eternal. And now I have I had nothing but heartache and trouble. I was seeking for fortune and fame. I had nothing but doubts and confusion. Oh, but now I have it. I have Jesus to show me the way, for he saved me 
and gave me life eternal. And now I have I was making big plans for my future. I was living a lifetime in vain. Then I prayed for life's only meaning. Oh, and now I have I have Jesus to show me the way, for he saved me and gave me life eternal, and now I have everything, oh, I have everything I need to make me happy. I have Jesus to show me the way, for he saved me and gave me life eternal, and now 